Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Welcome to Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Oh, I like the new emphasis. Yeah. Just fixing it up. I'm Mike Sweeney, and you are... I'm Jesse Gaskell. Yes, yes, consistently so. Thank you. Some people, you know, you never know who you're going to get. That's right. We have breaking news this week, don't we? Sure, we do have breaking news. <laughs> oh, we should explain. Normally, we talk about uh, behind the scenes of the Conan O'Brien, his late night empire, and we've this season been doing kind of an arc, a look from 1993... Up till uh, the windup of his TBS Yesterday. show. Yeah. He's staying in in the papers. He officially has a podcast empire. Yes. So the big news is. Oh, yes. The big news we both read about. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think we, we knew. I know. Sort of the broad strokes. Yes. It's not inside news. It's we read a press release. Yes, exactly. So that's about all the information we have. So if you came here to get more information. We'll make it up. I'm yes, we will totally, make up some for you. I can't wait to make up some facts about Conan's sale of the, the Team Coco podcasts yes. to the Sirius network. So so Sirius is the new overlord. That right. sounds negative. I'm going to say... Well, it was meant to be, I hope. Feudal lord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. Sirius is the new boss. Right. And... I guess, yeah. They are the boss. They are the boss, yeah. And our producer had to go to a orientation yesterday this week yeah get all the uh sexual harassment training out of the way mm -hmm. learn about the benefits and i get yeah we're not um i guess we're outside contractors so. yeah we're well no technically i'm a vendor <laughs> you're a vendor there you go i'm a vendor i love the sound of that it sounds I'm like i'm selling hot dogs outside yes of the exactly you're you're in the public square the podcast wraps up selling your wares <laughs> Yeah, so we didn't have to do the orientation, which means I still get to sexually harass you that's, whenever I want. That's what keeps me coming back week after week. <laughs> you get extra pay. I don't get benefits, though. We are friends Not without yet. benefits. We are. Zero benefits. So, yeah, what else do we know? Um, there's going to be a serious channel. That well, that's is the funny part. Team Coco related. That is, that's crazy. That's 24 hours a day of content. Right. While you drive your Hertz rent a car around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you hand it in. I have Sirius, actually. Yeah, Sirius is fun. Yeah, it is. it is fun. Although I never get up into the talk channels. Right. I keep it I keep it low. I wonder what number channel it'll be. I know. They should keep that TBS channel 247 from DirecTV. <laughs> oh, God. Everyone's got that burned into their mind. 
Maybe they'll have uh, reruns of The Big Bang Theory. Four hours of that is a lead into our show, just like on TBS. <laughs> and they'll be higher rated. And uh, Howard Stern will be, uh, I guess, in the same company as Howard Stern, which is... That's true. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about it too. I uh, I want to see if, if there's a need for an inside Howard. I think there is. Don't they have like... I think he's got two channels and the second channel is... Kind of like, let's see what Howard ate yesterday. <laughs> we got his menu for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, oh, I thought you were looking at the stool samples. I That's am. Right. I am. That's <laughs> as being a vendor with Sirius, you get stool samples sent to you. It's a stool whole different exclusivity. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I mean, we'll as soon as we hear more, we will let you guys know. Yeah, we'll pass the info right along because as soon as there's another press release. Right. <laughs> Even though there's going to be a, a serious channel, there'll be all the Team Coco podcasts will still, you can still hear them on, you know, 8 million different platforms. Yes, that's right. That That is important to remember. It's not like there's a paywall now right. for the podcast. Yeah. I'm excited about the swag. And will it be bright, still be bright right. orange or will they go over to the serious royal blue or will they blend the mm, colors? Or a combo. So many questions. I know. I'm really just... I want this podcast to continue long enough for us to get multiple zip-up hoodies from different <laughs> owners. And put them on eBay. Well, what else is going on with us? Because, oh. I mean, people can read all about the serious thing. Yeah, they don't need to hear from us. We don't Why need don't we to talk... hear us jabbing about it. Let's talk about other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so what else is going on? What's what's uh, new with you? Honestly, the, the most exciting thing in my life right now yeah. is a new business that just opened, uh. or is about to open, uh. down the street. From, from where I live. Yes, from my house. Yeah. It's been much anticipated. This is a space that used to be a burger shop. And then during the pandemic, it you could tell they were getting desperate because they oh. had this giant sign made that said now serving pasta. Oh. And so it was like they were really at a burger at a burger at shop. A burger <laughs> shop. Oh. Our burger and pasta combo. But so it's been empty for a couple years and mm -hmm. I could tell that it was starting to get renovated. Mm -hmm. It's so close to us. So that, that's why it's it's exciting, the, the potential. You can walk there. We can walk there. Maybe it's going to be some kind of lunch spot, you know, a takeout. We could get right. sandwiches. Right. Or, um, then we started seeing as they were renovating, it was like, okay, they, yes. they're making it look really cute inside. It's got mm. this subway tile and they painted it like a tangerine color, uh -huh. put a tangerine awning outside and... We thought, okay, the, this is our algorithm. Like, this is going to be made for us. Okay. Yes. Um, maybe it's a Japanese bakery, I kept thinking. Or maybe it's going to be another classic burger and spaghetti joint that <laughs> people in LA love. Well, honestly, I kind of yeah. wish it was because we, oh, no. we found out finally what it's going to be. Okay. The, the sign went up. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And what is it? It's going to be uh, LA's first... Uh, Vegan butcher <gasps> shop. Oh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, that was our reaction. That's fantastic. Our faces just fell. It was like, wait, that's a real business? So in the morning, will be people be carrying sides of vegetable beef sides into the back? Yeah, well, I was wondering. I have no idea. Like, are they going to slice it? Yeah. It, they're, they're doing deli cuts. I mean, there was a photo. Oh. And it looks like de vegan deli meats, which it's confusing to me because I thought I didn't think vegans wanted 
No. Their food to look like meat. Animals. Right. Yes. And it should be titled LA's first and last vegan <laughs> exactly. butcher shop. Maybe it'll flourish. Well, I don't maybe know. They're trying yeah, to the, widen the, you know, in, increase the size of the tent by, yeah, by inviting people. meat lovers in with their. Yeah, they said they're going to have ribs there. What? <laughs> what? What? I know. I know. It just sounds, it sounds like a Nathan for you. That's what we, our first thought was like, oh, oh we got to look up if there's a new season oh, of Nathan it for does, you. It, of course, that's what it, but they, it's they spent not. a lot of time renovating it. Yes. And it's, I mean, the, the, I saw the announcement and the, it's got actual restaurateurs behind it. Are the ribs going to be like carved out of wood, like uh, out of maple? <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. What are, What are they doing? I don't know. I'm also imagining like if you go all the way with it and you... right. And and they've got like blood stained aprons on, right? Oh as yeah, they're cutting things. But it's beet juice. It's beet juice. Man, if I cut a finger off because I was cutting plant based pastrami, yeah, I'd be really embarrassed. I'd be too embarrassed to go to the doctor. I'd rather just bleed out and die <laughs> than say I was slicing vegetable bologna. Your blood would ruin the entire batch. You know, I worked in a deli. Did you? A&P. Did you ever hear of the A&P supermarkets? Do they have no. those? It's an East Coast no. thing. Okay. But um, I worked in a deli for a bit. I think because I had a crush on one of the cashiers. That was how <laughs> I, that's how I pursued my, my business career. That's as far career. as you thought it through. Yeah. That actually was. And um. There was an older woman who was showing me how to use the meat slicer and she was, she was elderly. She had a hairnet on. She was great. And, um, you know, she's yelling at me like to be careful with the slicer. And then she started holding up her hand. She held up her left hand. She's like, see this. And she had like three fingers on her left no. hand that went off. The tips went off in <gasps> weird directions. No. And she, she said, see this, I was slicing head cheese on She knew the date. I didn't even feel a thing. And a, a customer was like, oh, you, your fingers in there in, the, in my head cheese. And, oh. and, and, you know, it was like, I don't know, the early 60s. So everything was sewn back on at like weird Backwards. angles. Yeah, oh. you, yes. Or like the wrong hand or I don't know. Things look like toes on her. But she walked me through all her slicer accidents. Oh, my God. And, it and stuck head with, cheese you know, has it, to be the grossest thing to slice oh, your head finger on. Oh, head cheese is so gross. But I loved, I, I had a microphone in the deli and... Oh, that's fun. To call so the numbers? So I started doing fake announce, like, you know, attention shoppers, you know, we're having a coleslaw fight in aisle six. <laughs> at oh, that was I, the beginning of your stand-up career. That's right. That's right. That, that's but it was great. all to impress the cashier. Yes. Yeah. Did she like it? No. Did you ever go on a date? We went on one date. Yeah. You took her to the store that you worked at? I, by the way, I want to make it clear yeah. I'm not oh. I'm not laughing about vegan lifestyle in general. I think no, that no plant based lifestyle there's that's a healthier for the planet and it's healthier for people and yourself. Yes, that's a good thing. No, in you're, you're specifically this is such a it's such a sort of twee offshoot that is so specific to this hipster neighborhood. It's crazy. It's an abattoir it's crazy. for plants. And, it, and just the idea that, yes, we're trying to make it look like a thing that is meat. They should have a TV ad where plants are being marched up a chute into the slaughterhouse. <laughs> Get up there! Oh, the cabbages are trying to escape. Get in there! Well, you know who meat lovers and vegans can both enjoy? 
they both agree on this They person. both agree. This is the only thing they agree on. Being a major talent. Darcy Carden is amazing. Yes, and she's currently on Barry. She's on. She's always on multiple shows at the same time. She's also on The Good Place. The Good Place, of course. Broad City. Broad City. She's. She was in something else I saw recently. What was she in? Yeah. Was she in The All Nighter? Hmm. Hold on. Now I want to check. What's, yeah. Now it's going to bother me. Or I could just keep guessing. Um, Apocalypse Now, was she in that? No. Oh, Killing It. She's in, on an episode of Killing It. Ah, okay. Okay. Great. But the thing you might not know about Darcy is that she is also a big fan of Late Night and Conan O'Brien. And she has become a real friend of the show in the last few years. Absolutely. And she became kind of a friend of Conan's or, uh, right. even before she was on the show way back in New York. Some happenstance. Some yes. Different happenstance. I knew you were going to say happenstance. Happenstance. That's a real happenstance. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a bad sign. <laughs> I know, and Mike's going to use the word happenstance. Well, anyway, and here is Darcy Carden. The first time I was on the show, I got a like a really nice gift bag that was like an orange oh. suitcase. What? Does it sound familiar? <laughs> it was like no. a, a really nice orange suitcase with all this orange stuff in it. This is the first time you were on the Conan show. Yeah. So, and it was like some booze and like an amp, mm -hmm. maybe like a little tiny plug-in amp. I feel like that was meant for Conan, but <laughs> yeah. they just re-gifted it to you. I'm sure. Wow. So what was the first year that you were on the show? You remember years? No. Uh, well, no, I guess it doesn't so have to be years. the first time I was on was something like um, 17 or 18. I truly don't remember any year after 9-11. I'm not kidding. I remember every, no, I, I remember mean. months and weeks and days yeah, pre-9-11 yeah. and after it's all just like, it all blurred. It's all 2000 something. <laughs> Our producer just said it's 28. It was 2018. It was 2018. Yeah. There you go. And it was my um, very first late night show. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. As soon as I said that, I'm like, is that true? Is that true? Uh, listen, <laughs> that's okay. We don't yeah. fact check things. Right. That's a fantasy we like to, you know, put forward <laughs> here. Was. So that must have been a real moment. I mean, as right. as a comedian, as a performer, you're, you're really coming full circle and becoming a guest on a talk show. Yeah. Majorly. And, but Conan in particular, if I may, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were a fit. You watched Late Night. In high school, was that your yeah, even before late night show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Since like junior high, for real, for real. Did your parents watch with you, or were you staying up past bedtime to watch? My parents didn't not watch with me, but it was they they could you know sorry Cone they could like take him or leave him until later when they yeah. when they really started loving him. But yeah, it kind of felt like it was for me anyway, not for them. Like right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was your little late night treat that you gave yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was specifically for you. That only you could yeah. understand. <laughs> Those squares don't get exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Being on the show was major, major, major. Because late, you know, it is pretty like self-centered or narcissistic or whatever to be like, I want to be on a late night show. What is that desire? I'm not sure. Right, right. <laughs> but that definitely was... Like on your vision yes, board. Right. From like the time yeah. I was pretty little. Like, like <gasps> that really meant something. You saw yourself... Like you'd watch something like that and go, oh, would you say that's going to be me someday yeah. or I could do that? I uh -huh. think it was like, I can't wait. I can't right. wait wow. to do that. Yeah. I wow. wonder if that is necessary for, you know, 
for success because right. I do feel like you have to kind of visualize things right. in order to get them. Right. You hear this over and over again about people yeah. who I'm guessing maybe there are tons of people who have that and then never do a late night show, right. but I don't know. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But also, know. I yeah. never visualize myself being on a late night right. show right. as a guest, right. and I haven't been. Right. So, <laughs> right. so yeah. maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but it does seem like it must be some sort of personality flaw, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, that like would make you want... Because it really is like, it, what is it? It's like, I want to be on a show where the right. host knows some stuff about me and asks me questions about my life. Like my interesting life is like very psychotic (laughs) and everybody's looking at me and I'm not playing a character and I'm not acting and I'm not reading like lines that someone else wrote. I'm just like telling a little quip from my life. It's really not cool. It's like really, (laughs) that is not a good trait. (laughs) I disagree. And and so when you were young, would you actually fantasize about what you would talk about? Like, was that an evolving thing? Like when you're in sixth grade, like, Like, well, I'll talk about lunch. I should have. uh, Lunch period. I I should have. I should have been like keeping a little be prepared yeah. for when they called yeah. you. Because then I bet when they did finally call you, you were right. like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. The funny thing is, is like, and not that I truly, not that I've been on so many, but like when, I, yes, now that I think about it, Conan was my first and you tell a couple, of, it's like, okay, <laughs> you tell a couple of your best stories and right. then the second time you're on a late night show, <sighs> you still have a couple more and then by like the third or fourth, you're out of stories. You're talking about you're things that like happened last week or today. <laughs> yes. It reminds me so much of... It's like a podcast. It reminds me so much of like a band's like amazing debut album. And it goes, right. it's like a huge right. hit. And then the next album is like, these are the songs that we wrote in the last, you know, six months. Right, right, right. As right. opposed yes. to like uh, under the last contract. 10 years. Yeah, exactly. And then the final one is like, we wrote these on the way exactly. to the recording studio. Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think back in the, in like the childhood fantasy late night days, it wasn't like, I can't wait to tell the story about like when I stuck a button up my nose. Actually, that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Save that. We'd love to hear that. I think also, you know, Conan in particular and David Letterman both, <laughs> they like you really knew when they were like getting such a kick out of their guest. Right. Yeah. And like when the guest was like truly connecting with them or making them laugh or surprising them or whatever. And I think that was the uh-huh. thing that I was like, I don't, I don't just want to like sit in the chair and like right. talk about mm. whatever I want. I want to get them. Yeah. I want to, I want to get them. Yeah. I want to like, I want that belly laugh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. So you had an even higher bar for yourself. Truly. It, was, I like it that. was like, Truly. yeah, <laughs> I want to kill on, right. on the late I night show. I cannot wait to kill. That was what it was. That's my most yeah. psychotic thought is I cannot wait to kill on a late night show. <laughs> <laughs> not get an Oscar. Not, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, I, yeah. cannot, right. I can't wait to crack Conan up and just bask in his, you know. And just like five minutes of uninterrupted laughter from the audience. Yeah. That's it. That seems healthy to me. <laughs> That is the thing when you meet someone you really admire in some way, you want to impress them. And, oh, yeah, totally. And yeah, it's such, it's so nerve wracking because yeah. you're like, do I play it cool? Or or sometimes it's like, oh, God, I came on too strong. You know, totally. it's like, uh, you, you almost feel like you have one shot at it. I know. I know. Yeah. I bet people put a lot of pressure on themselves in those situations. Yeah, it's yeah. hard probably not to. I think that first one in particular, I did. I was super nervous. Yeah. So nervous. Like maybe, maybe my top nervousness, wow. uh, you know, in the top, in the top five nervousness. Wow. But really, I mean, this maybe sounds cliche, but like the second they were like, you know, 
the the stage manager. <laughs> That's not what it's called. Yeah. Like kind yeah. of gave me the stage manager. Yeah. Right, great. Gave me the like walk on stage sign. I felt so at ease. Wow. I really did. I didn't, I didn't feel nervous for like one second once I was on, oh. on stage, which is cool. That's amazing. Yeah. We've talked to other people about this, but that, yeah, I always would imagine that moment behind the curtain when they're about to send you out. I, that seems like such it's like a, being at the top of a roller coaster. Yes. 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 It's like, so dramatic to back out now. I can't it's get so, diarrhea and run totally. away. <laughs> There's literally two guys ready to part a curtain yeah, and push you yeah. out. It, it, it's hard to make it more dramatic than that. I, I think it's so surreal. And it, it, you know, yeah. like you really, you know, especially being a fan of the show and knowing what the audience looks like and knowing what the stage looks like and the band and the whole thing. It's like, right. you know, I didn't do like a walkthrough or anything before. The first time you walk on the stage is like, you're you're on live so i remember just kind of being like um oh it's reversed from what i thought it was or something like i was like i feel like i'm in you know (laughs) like opposite yeah 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 yeah. right there should you're making me realize sweeney there should be like a temple grandin should invent a a more (laughs) ethical entrance with blinders on so and then you take them off once you're in the chair yes 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 (laughs) as you head out to slaughter Late night slaughter. <laughs> Get on it, Temple. Come on, Temple. Did you ever think about like why the second went out there? You're like, hey, you were totally relaxed. Because you'd been visualizing it. Well, Conan and Andy are very welcoming and they were, right. they, I also felt like they weren't giving me the energy of like, who the hell are you? They were kind of like, they had watched The Good Place and they were really making me feel welcome immediately. Right. And also, I don't know. Like, <laughs> who the hell are you? You know what I mean? That would like, be right, so right. rude of them. Who the hell are you? What do you do? Why are you here? <laughs> Sell yourself. There's an apostrophe <laughs> in your first name. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You're old and kind of fat. I didn't get any of that. I didn't get any of that from them, which was cool. So I think also, you know, it was like Conan was being Conan. Conan was... Mm-hmm. he's not an actor he's like it's the same guy that i had been watching for decade plus it was surreal but it was like oh this is the guy that i've watched in my living room right. for forever and he's just yeah happens to be talking to me right now you felt like you knew him already a hundred percent it is such a weird artifice though to yes you're having a conversation with these two nice guys or, or two guys that you kind of feel like, you know, but then there's like 200 people and there's an audience. listening yeah. on cameras. <laughs> like that's, totally. that's bizarre. That is so bizarre. That's I, just weird. I don't remember looking out very much. So like, you know, the audience right. is there, but I don't think you, I didn't have right. much of a like awareness of them. I also, did you guys, did either of you notice that you said two nice guys or mm-hmm. two guys? <laughs> that, yeah. You yes. kind of like doubled you back on really that. You walked back the, what the night. Nice, I did. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he used to be a lawyer, so he needs to make sure that <laughs> exactly. everything's defensible. Yes. Right. Yes. I have a stenographer here. Who, <laughs> I can and she it. just shook her head like, you said nice. Ooh, and I'm like, okay. That's going on the record. I'll fix this on the run. Watch this. <laughs> well, I was wondering, Darcy, yeah. if, I mean, because you, before you were on TV roles, you uh, did a lot of stage performing improv yeah. at, with UCB, which is... I mean, probably one of the most terrifying things you can do is is to have to go out and improvise mm-hmm. for an audience. So I'm sure that at that point, you had just done that yeah. so many times that you were like, okay, I at least am comfortable with with being on stage and having to come up with something you to talk what? about. I think that's totally, that's it. That I, I didn't really think about that because like to like being an actor on camera doesn't make necessarily make you feel comfortable in that situation. Yeah. But you're totally right that like, you know, having done improv for the better half of my life. Like I, I think you get into that situation where you're like, all you kind of go, all you got to do is 
be yourself mm-hmm. and listen to what the person says yeah. and react to what the person says and you're going to be fine mm-hmm. you know yeah so i think yeah that's yeah, really good training my combat training really kicked in i guess right yeah yeah well, in your first Conan appearance, you talked about how you had crossed paths with him a bunch of different times in New York. Yeah. Like, you knew him from restaurants. Three and, different locations around yeah. town. Yeah, like a piano class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I spent um, 10 or 11 years in New York, and that's where I was, like, getting my my comedy chops, my mm-hmm. my, my finding my, my comedy, you know, community and all that stuff. And But performing at UCB, you get paid... Um, <laughs> nothing negative yeah <laughs> actually literally negative right negative yeah. because you're paying for class right so you <laughs> so you have to take all these you know a million jobs which any actor in yeah. new york or la is doing of course right so the first time i met conan i was working as a receptionist at a design firm mm-hmm. a very sort of like devil wears prada type of vibe too sure. which, I, which i don't need to elaborate on maybe she's listening actually i don't care <laughs> yeah did you have to dress up for work? Like yeah, wear totally. high heels and a skirt suit? hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Felt like I was wearing like a costume. Yeah. And it would be the thing like when she would come to the office, everybody would be like, she's coming. She's coming. She's coming. She's coming. She's coming. Put on your lipstick. She's coming. <laughs> so anyway, I worked at like a very, you know, fancy professional design firm where like really rich and famous people would get their houses and, you know, interior designed by this gal. Their fabrics. Yes. Their fabrics. Free upholstery. My God, the fabrics. <laughs> She would assemble their Ikea dresses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At the office. That was my real job. Um, but so, Schmedvac. <laughs> it's a table. Oh, uh, yeah. I was thinking it was a couch. Um, sure. <laughs> so Conan's lovely wife was doing most of the work. Liza. I would talk to Liza on the phone every once in a while, and I, I loved her. She was so, you know, like... She really gave me the time of day. At, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. even uh-huh. just on the phone, she wasn't like... Right. She was, she was never rude. She was always so nice. And I, you know, kind of like... I just really liked her right away. Right. Continue to to this very day. Mm-hmm. For one of the meetings, Liza brought Conan in. <laughs> I'm like, she brought this big puppy dog in. His name was Conan. Mm-hmm. I don't know how interested he was in, like, all the design of it all. But he was like... Either he recognized, like, a comedy, mm. like, spark in my eye. Yeah, was he trying to do bits? Oh, yeah. He was totally trying to do sure. bits. Oh, wow. But it was, and so I'm like, I don't know if he recognized the little comedy spark in my eye or if he just, this is how he is with every goddamn person. <laughs> right, right, right. But it was great. And he also was so lovely and nice. And, and you know, he, I think, Mike, what you were saying before, like, obviously on on the Conan stage, this is my one chance. I don't want to come on too strong. I don't want to make them, right. you know, whatever, whatever that feeling is. I had that in the office too, where I was like, Play cool. I can't do the like, oh. I'm a huge fan and I've loved you since I was a wee child. I'm level three improv class. <laughs> exactly. Level three. Well, <laughs> yeah. So I just sort of, um, gave him my best cool, cool, funny. Right. You know, he was doing some prop work. Uh, yes. Was- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, With the rug samples. Exactly. But the big one was when they were done. Liza said goodbye. Conan said goodbye. They walked out of my little front office, which had like a little doorway. Uh-huh. And then Conan like popped his head back in and was like, Oh, you got a growl. I was thrilled. I I really recognized that noise. And I, it was a real, like, I know the audience, the the listeners can't see me, but he did kind of like a, a, like a face and like a, like a pirate puss. Yeah. 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 It was great. Uh They can probably imagine it. Yeah. They know it. They know it. They know it. Yeah. (laughs) You must've been giving it up for, you must've been laughing and stuff. So it's like, I need one 
I've got to get out on one laugh. Exactly. I have, mm-hmm. I have to hear her laugh after I, I shut the door. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. I'm, that will carry me to the car. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> carry me to the elevator and then I need to get uh-huh. the next one. Yes, another laugh. <laughs> right. Then he rides the elevator till someone gets off. <laughs> you get it. And then tries to get them to laugh so exactly. he can get off. Yes. Regardless of the floor. Totally. Shit, I have to walk nine <laughs> floors on this staircase. Stops at each level. Mm-hmm. Walks in some random. <laughs> Random office. Trolling for passengers. Yeah. Improv students. <laughs> the other one was I nannied Bill Hader and Maggie Carey's children for many, many, many years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And um, did you know him through comedy? I knew Maggie. Okay. And I was sort of like the resident babysitter. I was like the, uh, you know, if any improv people were also parents, right. I was like babysitting their kids. So when their oldest daughter was a wee babe. Which is a great way to network. Yeah. Who knew? For anyone listening. Truly, who knew? You want your kid back? (laughs) (laughs) Cast me as waitress number two. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, Conan's kids and Bill and Maggie's kids. I'm trying to like think of the timeline of this. It's all, this was back, Mm. this was when I was in LA at this point. So this was a few years after that. Okay. They were in, in piano class together. So my husband and I went to the recital and, and Bill graciously introduced me to to Conan. Oh. And did you play it cool again? I played it cool again. Right. Can you imagine that? I was like, well, we met, we met one we, time. I already know you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw you pick fabrics. Yes. I saw you pick fabrics. But that is such a funny thing. Like, you know, I'm sure we've all experienced this and everyone listening has experienced this, whether it's like a famous person or whatever, where somebody you meet somebody. It makes right. such an impression on you. You probably told your family, you've told yes. your friends. If the name yes. comes up, you you tell the story. Oh, I met I met him one time, right. and then you you meet them or see them again, and it's like, hi, nice to meet you, and you're like, yeah, yeah. and they say hi, I'm Ben Affleck, yes, and you're like, exactly. oh, hi, tell, I, <laughs> tell that story. Never heard of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, but again, was was lovely and and um, always really nice out in the world. Oh, good. I like when famous people, you meet them and they just give their first name. I know. I just want to go, uh, and yeah, Ben who? What's the last name? <laughs> Make him say after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to pretend you didn't just masturbate uh, to them? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse. Jesse. Did you set up cameras in my house again? <laughs> Early Ben uh, really gets me hot. Well, <laughs> you and all of us. <laughs> Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
I was curious because you you were born and raised in California, and yet here you are in New York starting oh, yeah. your comedy career. I'm curious oh. what made you head east as opposed to going down to Los Angeles. Why do you hate L.A.? <laughs> I um, went to school for theater okay. and did theater, 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 you know, for right, in junior right, high right. and high school. And that was sort of my path. Uh-huh. I, you know, I wanted to be on TV and do movies and stuff, but it was so like out of not, not like the realm of possibility, but I just couldn't quite see it the way I could see theater. I right. did theater. I knew theater. I like, this was what I was currently doing. So anyway, right. so the idea of moving to LA and trying to get on TV and right. movies felt terrifying and, and, mm foolish almost. So mm-hmm. I thought I would just crack down on some theater in New York for a couple years, see what happened there. Crack down on some theater? Yeah, crack down on theater. <laughs> I get it. Okay. So yeah, so you were yeah, that makes up sense. On theater. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You do think in New York more just like that's where you go to pursue live theater. Yeah, yeah. 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 But but also I think the sca- I I mean LA to me the first time I ever came out to LA. It, it terrified me. I mean, the idea that it really is a company town and the, and just the vast, you know, showbiz, com, you know, industrial complex yeah. to me was kind of terrifying. Whereas New York, there's so many other things going on in New York that I think doing something creative or where your performer seemed like easier to pursue there I somehow. Told, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody has a different path, but honestly, like I would recommend that, you know, right. mm-hmm. I really liked kind of like getting my professional education in New York. I, I think yeah. my early twenties in LA would have been rough. Yeah. Whereas New York, I could kind of find my place. Well, it's nice when the path's a little clearer as opposed to like, oh, you could do infinite permutations of what you could do. And then it just feels all too overwhelming. And New York's very, I mean, it's just such a stimulating place to live, especially when you're in your your 20s. I think you're you're just, I think things can happen to you much. Well, I I don't know. I never lived in LA in my 20s, but it seems like maybe you could get experience a lot more faster. I think so too. Which is good as a performer, you know, just life experiences. Yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah, it just was, it felt creative and crazy and exciting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, yeah. it's just that, I mean, I love LA. I'm going right. to die in LA. I love it here. Okay. But New York for 10 or 11 years in my 20s yeah. was, that was the way to go. It was like, yeah, that's yeah. the time to be yeah. there, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. Did you ever go to a late night taping while you were there? No, oh. I never did. Oh, oh, interesting. You're like, I'm saving it for right. Maybe, on. honestly, I do yeah. do that. I do that a lot with things like, I'm not an audience member. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, when I go, I'll, it'll be on the couch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So you, confident. You do that with a lot of things? How, how do you mean? Well, I even thinking back to UCB days, there was like this one bar that you would go to after shows called McManus. Right. Do you remember that one? Yeah. This like old dingy great bar. Right. And, you know, UCB students get become obsessed with the performers in a, like a very small right. world, microcosm weird world where you kind of like can't see anything but you become obsessed with UCB so all the student you know we would we would watch the shows and we would go to our class and we would do these little rehearsals and you just become obsessed and you would know you'd get to like hang out with the performers if you went to this one bar and i i felt like i was the only one who sort of i just couldn't walk in there 
And I really was like, I can't go in there until I'm on a team. Yeah. I get it. You like had to keep church and state. Yeah, separated. exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, you really wanted to feel like you belong there when you mm, walked in. Exactly. I, I and and mm-hmm. you weren't trying to be like a hanger on yeah. or or yeah. you yeah. just that would come and that was like a cool goal yeah. in a way, probably yeah. right. Well, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. lucky me. Yeah. But I, I did that with McManus. Like, McManus. I did it with waitressing too. Like if there was, uh-huh. I love telling people that I love their work. Right. But I I also hate that feeling of I hate that moment that sort of fan mm. moment where you're, where you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm bothering you yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when right. I was, I remember when I was a waitress, you know, cool people would come into the restaurant and I would be like, not now this ain't it. Mm-hmm. I'm right. not, oh, here's another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a real friend's head as, as is mm. every, you know, child of the nineties or whatever. Yes, of course. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We were once at a SNL after party years ago. And this might've been a bill invite when I was like still his nanny. And, uh-huh. um, somebody said, Jennifer Aniston is here. And I looked at my husband and I said, we have to go. Ah! <laughs> we have to leave now. This is not, you let, you didn't want to see her this in, isn't the way. in real life. Yeah. It wasn't the right yeah. venue. Oh. And even that, that's an after party is still a little like exclusive. Yeah. You're still there. Yeah. You got invited, yeah. but it felt more like I need, I need it to be not until I'm starring in a feature with <laughs> not her. Until right, we're like right. sitting down at a table read or something. Yeah. Uh. Not until we're on vacation in Greece together. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which again, along the lines of that, you know, late night talk show uh, goal is psychotic and narcissistic and insane to be like, I'm not going to meet this person that I love right now. I'm going to do it when we're equals. <laughs> it's just, that's so interesting. But no. part of you thought, you know what? I'm working towards a goal where I, I will meet them in a more natural way yeah. where we're, uh, we're yeah. more on equal footing in, in some way. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, it's that thing about picturing. It's like you're visualizing right. the goal yeah. right? Yeah. and you don't want anything to mess with that visual that you right. have. Yeah, that's it. Totally. So, so did you meet Jennifer Aniston? At I have. Yes, I have met Jennifer okay. Aniston. Okay. And, and it was better than the right way. It, yeah. The right way. Although not you okay. know, like me saying we're equals. I, it is impossible, but it was an after after part. It was a great, <laughs> it actually was a great introduction. Uh huh. May, may I? Yes. yes. Oh God. Yes. Okay. It was at the people's choice awards, maybe like the right before the pandemic. So 20 or 19. Mm-hmm. And this is actually Conan related, believe it or not. I, of course. I presented even better. I presented an award and I went backstage to the little kind of small green room. And right. Adam Sandler was there with his lovely wife. <laughs> and we had met them at a Conan Christmas party. Oh. Wow. And I'm a gigantic, insane, huge Adam Sandler fan. And can barely, you know, it, it's, it's, he's, he's, I, you guys, I know, I'm sure know him well. And, and can, I can, anyway, I can barely, you know, he's shy in real life. And it's, I, I just, yeah, yeah. He's different than his than you might character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, his wonderful wife approached us, which was so mm-hmm. nice. She didn't make us do the, we've met before. She just kind right. of came up and said hi. Yeah. And Adam was great. And we chatted for a bit and, um, and I was kind of like coming down, uh, having just been on stage and presented. And I was like a little, a little shaky. And then Jennifer came, walks into the, the green room. Of course, she and Adam are great friends. Mm-hmm. And Adam introduces us. He takes ah, it upon himself. There you go. To yeah. introduce. And she goes, hey, I just saw you on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't do that. Like, I'm going to pretend that I don't. Yeah. She's right. like, hey. Yeah. yeah. I just saw you on stage. 
It was great. It was great. <laughs> I wasn't good. I didn't do a good job. I immediately said something along the lines of like, you know how you're saying like you push too hard or whatever. Right. I think a cool thing is to just be like, nice to meet you. You can right. sure if you want to say like, love your work. Great. Right. But right away, the first thing I said was, ah, I just worked with Lisa. <laughs> I, I just worked with Lisa. <laughs> and she, and she, she kind of, she kind of went like, what? Oh, oh. Uh, uh, like she was like, uh, uh, I have to now figure out how you connected me. that. Yeah. Kill me. <laughs> I have to keep it in the friend's world. God, like uh, as if she has, she probably knows 5,000 Lisa's. And of course uh, we all know which Lisa I mean, but mean. like, yeah, God, it was really not. She thought you meant right. Lisa Murkowski. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Her dog walker is named Lisa. <laughs> but it was one of those ones where right after I was like, damn it. And also my Jason, my husband uh, kind of like, um, yeah. he kind of like touched my hand and was like, Cool. Cool. Time to go. Oh, does he? Oh, does he uh, give you little signals that way? Like, but in like a like a sure. Not you know, not like the shut up, Darce. Just kind of right, like right. You, like you can, just like right, get back to yeah. your body right Take now. A deep like get out, yeah. get out, get out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Get out, oh, get out, great. get out, get out. He knows while you, you can. so well, so he's like, I don't want right. to. I'm going to stop you from doing something totally you'll regret. Right. Yes, yeah. yes. Knows what she means to me. Like he really was. He was great. But I did. We did. Luckily, there was a photographer right there a guy that had taken uh-huh. a bunch of pictures of the good place over the years so i don't know oh. if he could like read my mind or what but he said oh, right. he took a picture can i get a picture knew. of you too right, Yay. Right, right. it was really great it was a great oh, night it was awesome. a great night that's great that's so funny that you brought them both up because i just spent three months doing onset right? punch-up for a movie that they're in mm-hmm. they were my whole world <laughs> oh I, I can't wait to see it yeah, it's it, it'll be out it's this gonna be on Netflix. Fall. And how Netflix. fun to get to do punch up for them. I know. Yeah. Totally. So and, and do e- do either of them like or dislike getting things thrown at them on the spot? Uh I think that he likes it. He really likes being getting new like a bunch of new things. Yeah. And then she likes to have think it way in it. advance and yeah. think about it. Yeah. yeah. It's so and, and they're both, you know, truly comedic geniuses, like for real. Yes. Truly. And their chemistry is unbelievable. And watching them together is so fun. Uh but it is, but they're so their their process is just very different. So it's like, okay, you have to plan like two days in advance to send things to Jen, but yeah. then Adam right. don't send it until, until like he's in the car <laughs> right. on the way to the shoot. Until you've wrapped. Yes, basically. Um, well, bringing it back, I was curious, what's your experience been with working with segment producers for late night appearances? Like how yeah. can you sort of walk us through yes. how that goes? Yeah, that's funny. It's it's um, and I'm sure you guys talk about this a lot, but I'll just, you know, it, it if if you haven't been on a late night show, you wouldn't necessarily know this, that yeah. it's, it's, you know, you get, you, you talk to the segment producer a couple days before you're on and, you know, they, they basically say like, do you have anything interesting going on in your life? Do you have anything, any fun stories lately? Anything you want to talk about? And they're usually like, it's fine if you don't, we'll, we'll we've got, you know, we've got things ready to, to go, but if mm-hmm. there's anything that mm-hmm. you want to talk about, so, um, but does anyone ever say no? I have yeah. nothing. <laughs> I want to know what they have ready to go. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I have never said I don't have anything to talk about. So I, I am right. curious. I mean, I'm curious what, what yeah. would come up, you know, if I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I, ain't got, I, I don't know. But yeah. I actually, the fun, I do keep a little note section of my phone. Wait, I'm going to just, I'm, that's really smart. No, yeah. This is yeah. stupid. Again, we're on a podcast. So why would I show you this? You can show us because they can't see it. Please show us. But it says Please. ideas for talk shows. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just keep, because I'm, I'm really bad at remembering stories. Right. I'm yeah. bad at remembering jokes. And I just, ba- I just mm-hmm. don't have, I'm not a great, I'm not great at this. So if I, 
think of something in the middle of the night or whatever, I, I just re- jot it down. Um, so, and then I, and then I put a check mark next to it when I've told it on a show. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. I don't, I don't delete it. <laughs> don't reuse. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't delete it. Cause then I'll forget that I ever told it and tell it again. Right. But oh, so, yeah, yeah. So I just sort of, um, go through that and say, we could talk about this. We could talk about that. I, I read or heard somewhere that Tom Hanks, who's like such a good talk show guest, right. mm-hmm. he's he, amazing. He always comes prepared and he never, yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah. you guys would maybe know better, but like he never, um, says like, oh, whatever, we'll just shoot the shit. He always has right. something prepared, which I think, um, I don't think they all do at that level. Right. You can, yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's really fun. You know, that conversation is always really fun. And it's, you can really tell when, when the segment producer is into the thing that you said. They're like, mm-hmm. you uh-huh, can just feel uh-huh. them, you know, writing and typing it out. Okay. Great. Right. Great. The, the, the hard part, like, is okay. So you have this great conversation. You tell some stories. They're like, great. We got what we need. We'll see you on the day. What do they say when they they're not into it? Are they just like, uh-huh. <laughs> just, yes. just quiet. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, we could we could talk about that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> if you want, that could work, huh? <laughs> okay. What else? I mean, it's your appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did tell, uh, and you can also feel it when you're telling it. Like I, I remember writing something down about some uh, what felt in the moment like a really funny little right. You know. Kristen, we were at a party and Kristen Bell ran into like one of the actors from Peaky Blinders and right. in the moment was so funny. And as I'm telling the story, I'm like, oh God, this would die on stage. This right. would, this is nothing. This is nothing. Yeah. And you could feel her be like, hmm, okay, <laughs> uh-huh. what, else, what else you got? Um, what else happened at that party? Yeah, yeah. But the, uh, <laughs> the, the funny thing is like, so you get to the studio and you're getting your little hair and makeup done and they bring sort of like a, a script. I'm ripping my pants as we speak. I just ripped a huge mm. hole in my pants. It's kind of cool, oh actually. Cool. I should. Wait. Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on. Ready? Which is like with your finger? Yeah. Oh. Uh, what? Oh, wow. Oh that is God. a great <laughs> hole. That is Keep a quality. Going. Keep yeah. going. Oh, Make my God. <laughs> oh, my. Uh. These are like tearaway pants. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now I feel bad. <laughs> I hope you have a backup pair. This is our fault. <laughs> Anything for a laugh. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make them laugh. Rip your pants. Save that for your next late night appearance. Oh, great idea. Uh, great idea. Right. Yes. yes. That's a you good one. You can do that Make on Make a note on, on your phone. Damn, that's a good one. Oh, wait. Actually, I, that did just trigger something. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Write it down. We'll wait. we'll wait. Pause. I'm not kidding. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say the thing, but not explain the story. Um, okay. 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 I'm gonna say uh, mm. milk out of mouth to uh, make mom laugh. Okay. Great. okay. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So we were talking about oh, yeah. segment producers. So then they hand you a script right. that's sort of like note note form that this, the things that they're probably going to... Of that, what you said. Yeah. Yeah. But the funny thing that I have to stop doing is then I read the script like as if I'm memorizing lines. Yeah. Right. But I am the one who told the story. I'm the one right, who said right, the right, thing. Right. It's your life. So it's like, <laughs> I have to remind myself to like, just tell the story the way I would right. tell the story, not like try to remember these like note form, you know, script. But anyway. now it's written, it's the written word. I know, all of a sudden. Yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, you get out there and Conan like sets you up and you just have to sort of take the cue. Knock them down. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty damn fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, once, it, I mean, once you put in the work on the, front end yeah that does seem really fun yeah but that's i think the the thing that like with everything in life that if you want it to go well you kind of have to prepare more yeah. than you think you need to totally right 
And there is this weird sort of like improviser uh, mentality, which I struggle with, which is like, you can't say the same funny thing twice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which, which is hard on set. I get that. Well, you feel like everyone else is keeping track. Totally. And like, oh, you already, yeah. you, oh, that one again? Which is so funny because like, right. if it was written, you would say it 50 times without yeah, right, thinking twice. Right. But if you yeah. improvise something and then they say to do it again, you're like, oh. Because you own it. Yeah. And it just feels so cheap or something. So right. even though you're like, great, let's get the, the funniest thing, of course. But right. there is that little thing that I, I struggle with, with talk shows which is like well do i have to switch it up from the way that i no just tell it yeah just tell the damn story how has it been being on uh, being a conan podcast guest now that there's no tv show that's probably a little more improv honestly than yeah like do you come with stories or think of stories i don't in advance think for, i don't think i really thought yeah. of stories in advance on that one he really <laughs> set them all up i don't think that was like a i don't think we had a pre-conversation for that i uh-huh. love the conan conan Podcast. I literally almost just said you just said that it. it should be called that. Yeah, <laughs> or the Cobcast. It's more podcast. memorable. Wow, the Cobcast. I love that. I listen to his podcast all the time. He has the best guests, and it's yeah. such a. It's always so fun. And he gets to to just you know be himself. Yeah, yeah with no the time top limit. The bottom. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like it feels generous for for conan lovers right. i would love really quick if if you have another second yeah. to, um can you tell us anything about a league of their own hmm. Hmm. yes i can you can tell us it exists it exists we started filming we filmed the pilot pre-pandemic oh wow oh wow can you believe and this is the A League of Their Own TV show. TV show, show that will be on Amazon, mm-hmm. written and produced by the Abby Jacobson oh, um, great. of the Broad City world. I love her. Yeah, big She's fan. Incredible. And you know, we very funny. Not to take it back to UCB, but Abby and I met in an in a UCB class in like, you know, oh. mid I don't know, pre-2010. We've known each other for a really long time. And post 9-11. Post 9-11. Yes. Somewhere in right. whatever that little chunk is. Exactly. <laughs> And I remember we were taking, you know, usually you asked me about League of Their Own and look at what I'm doing. Um, usually you would take just like I said before, level one, level two, level three, whatever. But occasionally they would offer these weird little like, you know, writing for the, for the whatever, for late night or, or uh-huh. you know, yes. they would a- offer these little classes. And one was like comedy acting for commercials or something that oh, I took. And that's, that's where actually I, really useful. It was, yeah. <laughs> and that's where I met Abby. And I remember oh, wow. thinking, having this like... <laughs> This kind of fucked up thought, which is like, God, she is so incredible. And no one in this room sees it except for uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I really see her. You get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she becomes like this gigantic star. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Turns out some other people saw Some other people saw Yeah, What are two? Yeah. But we've, you know, I, I got to be on Broad City here and there, but we've really wanted yeah. to work together for years. So this, so right after Good Place ended. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, I knew she was making this, this, she was like, Darcy's only on one show now. I have to, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. yeah, but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'd known she had, uh, she was <laughs> making League of Their Own for, for quite a while. And I was always hoping that like, uh-huh. maybe I could be, you know, in an episode play on the other team or something at yeah. some point, I kind of had no idea that I could really be on it. So it, and I played baseball as a kid. So this was That's like, what I was oh, wondering. wow. Oh, I was yeah. wondering about, oh, so you must love this. Is there real, yeah. like, is there real gameplay there in it? Is, there oh, is. Cool. Oh, we, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we, we trained for literal months. 
We had oh three, wow, wow. We had, that is so fun. We had three practices a week for for months and months before we started shooting, and then you know yeah, a lot of the stunts are stunt people, but still sure sure. Well, is that the first? role you've had to do like a special training for you know there's like one cool episode of good place where i got to have this like battle this fight where i like fought all these demons right and that was amazing that was like i i um the fight choreographer jeff amada who did like some of the born movies he was Uh he he came in and did this like network tv show and we practiced and you know rehearsed for weeks that was incredible that was like one of the coolest experiences of my life but since since that, I haven't gotten to do a lot of stunts or sports, and I've been waiting for it. I'm going to say you played first base. I did. There you go. Wow. I do, well, and I did. Because you're tall. You're I'm like, tall. Yeah, I got the stretch. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. first, you're first base Uh-oh. all the way. I'm doing it again. You're ripping your oh, other no. leg. Ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> now it's just like a leg warmer. Oh, yeah. There you go. They're like baseball socks yeah, yeah. for your uniform. <laughs> I got cast to play a baseball player before World War II named Mo Berg, who played in Japan and and helped spy on the Japanese prior to World War II. I got cast in that for a a television show in Japan. Ken Burns documentary. (laughs) No, no, it was a Japanese show, and I had to I had to learn Japanese, and I had to play baseball. Practiced for it. I was terrified because I had all these extras dressed in period and. They had uh, someone from like double A Yankees team pitching to me (laughs) and he was a really great pitcher and I hadn't played baseball since little league. Right, right, right. And I just remember the director getting, he was standing out behind the pitcher and he spoke to someone who could translate and, Mm -hmm. and the translator was like, Mike, he wants you to hit the ball. (laughs) I'm like, motherfucker, that's what I've been trying to do for 10 and oh my god! Stop great, intentionally missing. Great direction. Really good. Direction. I was terrified. That's terri- so embarrassing. And I'm so bad in it that like when I my kids are old enough to show them, it's humiliating. It's it's a family. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It's cherished in my fam. My sisters, everyone just <laughs>, laughs hysterically at how bad I am. It is uh, having to like perform in front of extras is the same as having to perform in front of an audience. It's like, it can be really embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because those people all want to do what you're doing and they're like, all right, Right. let's see what you got. This is it. Yeah. That's what you're getting paid for. (laughs) Right. Right. Any other Conan memories that we didn't get to or things off screen? I don't know if we need to just like kiss Conan's ass on this podcast. I don't think that's Mm. the point of it. We don't have to. I know. No, I know that. It's sort of the opposite. I really do. Like I have, I know, I know. I do like to. We'll edit it out. Yeah. 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 This is just for you guys. I really, (laughs) the way Conan has sort of like taken me under his wing a little bit has like Mm -hmm. really meant a lot to me. And, and the fact that I have all the history of loving him for so long and him sort of like shaping my comedic brain and you guys too. I mean like the writing staff and everybody sort of showing me like what is funny that aside, he really has made me feel comfortable in this business and you know, has really um, made it very clear that like, if I need anything, if I have any questions, like he, he's just, he just has, he's been wonderful. Well, and that you're on the right path and that you belong yeah, in yeah. these roles. Yeah. He's lovely. He really has treated me and my husband, Jason, so well. And, and, um, you know, so happy to hear that. Oh, that's great. I love him. Now, obviously he sees something in you right. and, you know, you, you played it right. 
You just played it right. I played it right in that office all those years you ago. Did. Yeah, you know what? But I think he also believes like in destiny and this and that, and even even just mm-hmm. randomly running into you yeah. three times in New York, like yeah. I mean, like just as it it meant something to you, I think that means something to him in reverse. I where, totally like, agree. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have me occasionally, like at, at the last Christmas party. He like had me tell a group of people. <laughs> He's like, tell them how we met. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. <laughs> right, right, right. He's very into astrology. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very mystical. Yeah. What a yeah. little, what a little witch. <laughs> <laughs> such a, he's such a freaky little witch. He is, man. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. I start calling him a witch. Yeah, yeah. freaky little witch. Freaky little I witch. love that. Freaky. <laughs> it's so lovely to see you both and talk to you both. Yeah, oh, it's great it's to so see. So nice again. to meet you. Thank you, Darcy. You're amazing and. I'm a big fan. Yes, Same. me too. Same. Ditto, ditto. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Darcy. She's so great. She just makes me happy. She's terrific. She makes me laugh. Yeah, she's very funny. Maybe you'll run into her at Ooh. your vegan butcher shop. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. She seems like she's open. And we are open for business with a listener question. That's right. This is from Stephanie W. Her surname isn't W. It starts with the it's letter w, w. period. Exactly. Hi, Jesse and Mike. Ever since this came up in an early episode of your podcast, I've been wondering what happened to all the neckties that Conan wore one time and then never again. That's right. Conan would wear a tie a night and then it was put, in, put away in a closet. Uh, did they end up being donated? Did they end up going to a Thai sanctuary upstate? <laughs> Love your show, Stephanie W. Oh, that's wow. a good question, Stephanie. Thank you for keeping us honest. Yeah, she's held on to that question for a long time because that was a while ago. Yeah, we did an expose. <laughs> yeah, we, we were stunned because each tie was like a $200 tie and well, yeah. it was... One show and done, and then it and then went. And they were put into a, like a, a closet. Closet in our studio. And just filed away, essentially, like the end of yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Exactly. And somehow we stumbled upon this terrible secret and um, exposed it. And then, then we started giving away some of the ties. We like, did. We did at our live shows. We gave away the ties and and we gave you all the info like what night it was worn who the guests were it's like well stripes more stripes they were very i think it was like hey different size stripes look at me i'm on tv type of ties right yeah but without being fun i mean they weren't like snoopy or anything there weren't any characters that would have the license <laughs> well to be fair we didn't go through all we did 3,000 ties. There but. might have been some Snoopy. Well, anyway, we had no idea. We thought, this is a really good question. So I emailed Scott Cronick, who um, are, you know, uh, costume, he was our costume designer and in charge of that department. And along with our old friend, Bruce Brummage, uh, I think Bruce was, priority was more dealing with Conan's uh, wardrobe every night for the show. Right. But Scott informed us that all those ties when the show ended... Uh, got packed up and and put in storage. Okay. So they went from one storage to another storage. They're in North Hollywood. They're uh-huh. in a storage unit. So we know the neighborhood, North Hollywood, which seems like a, that seems like the right neighborhood to store ties. It does. 
that might <laughs> be a little loud. It's the number one Thai storage yeah. facility. So I don't know what any, what do we do with this information? I don't know. I don't know. I kind of, I like the idea that maybe they'll just stay there until somebody dies and then it'll be like storage wars and they have to yeah auction off the storage unit and someone will be like, oh, what's, what kind of treasures are going to be in here? And then it's right hundreds of thousands of ties. I want to know who has to die to get all of Conan's stuff and storage released to the public. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess how do we Sirius, expedite that? Does Sirius own the ties? Oh my God. Does Sirius Radio own all those ties now? That's a really good question. Maybe that was maybe that's what they really that were was after. Their long game. They were yes. like, Yeah, Conan, the Conan's podcast is great. We but love the it. Real money is in ties. We love Sona and Matt Gorley, but there are thousands of ties. Gotta get our paws on those ties. I wonder if Stephanie W works for mm. Sirius. Stephanie, Sirius, <laughs> W. I think you cracked it. XM is an upside down W. Oh my God. Oh. Now you have actually cracked. <laughs> what if ties are like the new Beanie Babies? Oh, you know what? I was going to say, let's figure out something to do with the ties. I don't want to do anything with those ties. <laughs> they were, when we were giving them away, I, I like went through a bag of them and I was just like, yeah, it was fun the first few, and then... Yeah. No, then it's just like having a bag of eels in your office. <laughs> Garish eels. They're under. They're a little underwhelming. Let's just leave, leave them in storage, and uh, I would tell Stephanie to tune into season 53 of Storage Wars mm-hmm. to find out who, who wins them in a bidding gets duel. gets the, the most disappointing haul. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this has been an amazing show and uh we're gonna try to find out more details about this whole series everything yeah okay <laughs> uh, yeah you, you have to keep us posted on the the butcher shop the, uh, vegetarian butcher shop mm-hmm. that is hard news coming out of the east side of la i know oh wait we uh we need to ask for more questions oh <laughs> yes please please work with <laughs> it can be about ties. It can be about Conan's socks. Yeah. Under, underwear, anything. We're wide open. We'll investigate. We'll get you answers. Did Conan ever have to wear a, like an American flag pin? <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever have to? <laughs> I just, you know, there's occasions I, where yeah, you no. have to wear them. Wait. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what, like going to the know. Super Bowl or something? I don't know. I guess going to the White House or, yeah, I don't know. Right, or right, if, right. If it, when we're at war. When we're, <laughs> when we're at war. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever worn an American. That's a good question. Yeah. You should write into the show. You know what? That's the only way to get this question answered. And we'll investigate it. Okay. Well, and when I do write in, I'm going to use our yeah. email, I think. Oh, why don't you tell us about that? It's insideconanpod at gmail.com. But you know what? I might not use the email. I might make a phone call and leave a voicemail. Yes, you can leave a voicemail right at... 323-209-5303. Two great options. Really nice options. Here's something that's not an option. It's... 100% mandatory. Yes. At the end of every show. It's it's really the only thing we're consistent with. I will fight serious if they make us change this. Oh, right. I will leave. This will be my... What if they are anti... This is the line I'm drawing in the sand. Anti-affection. They might be anti-love. They might think it's inappropriate or pandering. <laughs> it's totally pandering. <laughs> I think it it even works on a family. You know, maybe we're going to be a family. It could be platonic. Yeah. Yeah. That's more what I'm intending it as. That That's how I took it. But I'm leaving it open-ended. I don't know. It could turn into something more. I love you. Love you.
Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Sean Doherty. Our production coordinator is Lisa Byrne. Executive produced by Joanna Solotaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. Engineered and mixed by Will Beckton. Our talent bookers are Gina Batista and Paula Davis. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. It's the Conan Show. Put on your hat. It's the Conan Show. Try on some spats. You're gonna have a laugh. Give birth to a calf. It's Conan. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.